This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. There are heroes among us, Jim. You know, porch pirates have been a big problem. Hate them. Increasing problem year after year, and 2020 seems to be the worst. Well, it's the worst <laughs> in general, but the, the number of packages being stolen uh, from front porches has gone up significantly. One woman in Hamilton had enough. She said, nuh-uh, not on my porch, you don't. <laughs> Her name... Is Lori Pringle and she joins us on the phone. Hey, Lori, what part of Hamilton do you live in? What neighborhood? I I live downtown in in what is called Beasley, right near the General Hospital. And it's been an issue. People stealing these uh, Amazon packages and whatnot. Yeah, my street's a pretty busy downtown street, and uh, despite having a big message on all of my labels that says do not leave at front door, ring doorbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are couriers who refuse to do that and mm-hmm. almost every time they leave it, it my packages get stolen. It's gone quick. You yeah. you wanted to fight back, so tell everyone what you did. <laughs> well, my neighbor and I were chatting because she's had the similar problem and uh, she has a dog and we were joking that she should maybe throw some of the dog dew in there. And as I was downstairs cleaning the cat litter later that day, I thought, you know, this would be better than dog dew because there's a lot of it. <laughs> and uh, so I decided to grab a box that had just been delivered that day, and I dumped an inordinate amount of dirty cat litter in the box. And yeah, you took a picture, that. too. You took a picture before you closed the box. Oh, so, of course, yeah. Yeah, that is that an, is, that's an ample amount of feces <laughs> that you put in there. It definitely is, yeah. <laughs> and so I taped it up, and then I flipped it over so that people wouldn't see the different tape on the top side. Nice. Uh, Veteran and, move, uh, Lori. Thank you. And I uh, left it literally leaning on my door at 2.50... PM and at 3.28 p.m., and I informed my neighbors, because we all keep a lookout in case somebody leaves the package, and I didn't want my neighbors taking a big pile of cat poop into their home. <laughs> so, so I let my neighbors know that I had done this, and my next-door neighbor happened to go outside for something, and at uh, about 3.35, and said, it's gone, it's already gone. So I checked my ring doorbell. And sure enough, at 3.28, a gentleman walked up and grabbed the package and shuffled it under his coat and walked away. I think calling him a gentleman is very generous. (laughs) (laughs) He's wearing a blue hat. He's got some long hair there. Look at him just swoop in. I love that you caught it on video. The The only thing that would make this better is if you caught him opening the box on video, huh? If I could come up with an economical way to put a camera in there that would transmit that back to me, I yeah. would, that would make my Christmas. It's unbelievable it took 40 minutes. That's it. 40 minutes for some guy to swoop in. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a sad crazy. state of affairs. <laughs> but we're going to keep doing this. You know, I'm just waiting for my cat to restock the litter box. <laughs> and, uh, and we will execute the plan once again. I'll tell you what, Lori, I got a dog at home. I'll start making my own uh, my own collection for you as well. I think, you know, I think everybody should do this. I think if there were, people realize that this is a, a, a likelihood, then uh, they'd be a lot less likely to be picking up packages. Something to look forward to over Christmas, the... 
World Junior Hockey Tournament is happening. We are going to have live hockey on television. Tournaments in Edmonton, and so is our buddy Bob Martin. He is the head of security for Hockey Canada. He's joining us now from his hotel room. Bobo! Pat and Jim, it's uh, great to hear from you. You want to say hi to any of your family back home in London, Ontario? You've been gone forever. Yeah, I left home on the 14th of November. Man, what a stretch. Uh, love to say hello to Linda and uh, Colin and Justine and Kathy and my new uh, granddaughter, Marley. Yeah, she's going to be like seven by the time you get home. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, this is a lot different than this time last year. You were over uh, for the uh, the tournament in the Czech Republic, checking out some of the local hospitality, the pubs, the cuisine. But you're pretty isolated in Edmonton, right? As, as you know, it's uh, everybody's been through this, and uh, we're going through this as a team, and uh, we're going to be stronger for it in the end. Uh, I can't believe how upbeat all the players and staff are. Uh, they want to can't wait to get out there and. Uh, Give some entertainment to our country. Well, the staff is uh, upbeat because they can't get hung over. There's nowhere to go. Well, you have a point there. (laughs) Well, you're up in Red Deer, kind of getting the team together and practicing up in Red Deer before you made the move uh, to Edmonton. What was Red Deer like? I can't believe the city of Red Deer. We're we're back on us 100%. But we went down for a two-week quarantine. uh, We put out a call for uh, uh, bikes for our rooms. And within three hours, there were 60 bikes uh, in our hotel. Uh, the whole community came together and uh, looked after us. Did, did, did we, I hear that, that right, though? Like, somebody put a call out for exercise bikes? Yeah. In the community? <laughs> that is so funny. But it was really locked down. At one point, I understand there was, like, other than the team and the Zamboni driver, nobody in the rink. That's correct. Uh, once the core team was done, it was, uh, it was our team and the Zamboni driver. That's that's it. Old Bobo had to actually get his uh, skates on and go out and, and ref some games, right? Yeah, we had two inter-squad games, and uh, between the staff, they were talking that who was going to go out and do the, uh, well, as they call it, managing the hockey game. And myself and uh, Brendan Baxter from Hockey Canada, uh, we, were, we were picked to, to do the task, and to tell you the truth, I had a lot of fun, uh, and the kids were getting to me, too. Yeah, is it? You're still able to keep up with those teenagers? Oh boy, can they fly! <laughs> <laughs> I bet Bob Martin is the head of security for Team Canada at the World Juniors in Edmonton. Now, uh, you guys must be getting pretty excited to get this tournament underway on Boxing Day. You got to be good at observing when you're the head of security. What have you observed about the squad that we're putting on the ice for 2021 at the World Juniors? Well, I thought that the coaches in a good way they had 26 first round picks to choose from wow and that we've never had that never had that but scott salmon our vice president uh, with hockey Canada, has never had that opportunity to have a, a choice like that uh, we could actually put two teams in so you're so very optimistic bobo i tell you we've got a great crew of kids a uh, young men um and and they want nothing better than to grow starting on boxing day and put a show on for everybody in Canada here. They know that people are starved for good entertainment like that, and uh, they want to come through. Give us a couple names, guys, that have really wowed you. Owen Byram, uh, Dylan Cousins, Kirby Dock. Um, I could go on and on. Uh, Connor McMichael. Everybody is just 
brought their A game here. It's uh, pretty entertaining to watch. Can't wait to get going in boxing. Oh yeah, you're, you're speaking for the entire country here, buddy. I'm sure that hockey fans are hearing you, and they're just like, oh, goosebumps thinking about being able to watch hockey on TV. And does it get any better than watching Team Canada play? World Junior Hockey, Boxing Day. Bobo, will check back in in the new year with you. Thanks for joining us and uh, wish the team the best of luck. We're going to be going crazy for you guys back here in Ontario. I certainly will. I will thank everybody for their, all their well wishes. And uh, as I say, hopefully uh, we start off 2021 with, on, a, on a high note. Go Canada! We've all been there, right? You leave something at your parents' house when you move out. You go back to retrieve it a couple years later, and mom has thrown it in the garbage. Mm -hmm. Hockey cards, comic books, your old toys. Sure. Your collection of DVDs. That's going to be worth money one day. Well, now there's a legal precedent set in Michigan. A guy named David Working, we've talked about his his case before on the show. He's 42 years old. He moved back in with his parents in 2016 after him and his wife broke up. He got divorced. But then the next summer, he was getting back on his feet. He moved to Indiana, was expecting his parents to ship him 12 boxes. In those boxes... Pornography and adult toys. <laughs> his dad and and his mom threw everything out and wrote him an email saying, "Frankly, David, I did you a big favor getting rid of this stuff." <laughs> <laughs> David, frankly, I did you a huge favor. I got rid of your smut. It's it's disgusting. David sued and. <laughs> Michigan District Court just ruled in his favor. Oh, my God. He has in February, until February, to decide how much he wants to to hit his parents up for damages. He estimates his pornography collection was worth $25,000. But can you really put a number on it? (laughs) Really? It's what's in the heart that counts. His lawyer says some of the things in the boxes were irreplaceable. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe there was some old Playboys anniversary edition, something that is worth some value, but come on, man, it's not worth ruining the relationship with your parents. You know, that's, you can't recover from that, from suing your parents for throwing out your porn and butt plugs or whatever else you had going on. (laughs) There's nothing worse than moving books. (laughs) <laughs> so you know, heavy. I, I don't blame the parents. I wouldn't want boxes of old books in my attic, whether they're pornography or anything. Yeah, but even knowing that they're pornography, it's like they're mocking you up in the attic. You know, if you really don't like, you know, the content. Yeah, storing them for somebody must be not a good feeling either. Mama Taz would not put up with that. My mom wouldn't let me store twelve boxes of pornography and sex toys at her house. One box, maybe twelve. <laughs> You're pushing your luck. <laughs> Pick your favorites. <laughs> I will store one box of pornography for you, but that's the limit, Taz. <sighs> Frankly, I'm doing you a favor by getting <laughs> rid of this stuff. Trying to stay optimistic after the year we had. 2020 was interesting, to say the very least. Um, looking forward to the new year. Who knows if it's going to be better? I guess all you can do is knock on wood and cross your fingers. That next year is going to be better than the one we just had. 
Jim, you were lying in bed the other night and you were you were thinking about um, what 2021 has in store and you were inspired. Yeah, we all know it was a it was a rough year and bottom line is we can't change you know the world ourselves overnight. You know, we can't control COVID, we can't control the economy, but we can't control our attitude. Yeah. and our positivity moving forward. So I just think you know, if you can keep your chin up with a go get them attitude, I think I think we can take this next year and it'll be so much better. And you decided to put that sen- sentiment into uh, into rhyme. We present "Twas the night before 2021." Twas the night before New Year's, and all through my house was just me, four days straight, just sitting on the couch. I went to bed before midnight, but not very sober, in hopes that this year soon would be over. 2020 was viruses, UFOs, natural disasters. We lost our favorite musicians, game show hosts, and actors. But wait, what's this? On the horizon, I hear? The sound of a promising and hopeful new year? From my window, I saw it emerge from the great dumpster fire. It was the year 2021! In all its glory and choir. 2021 bellowed to every continent and nation. He cursed the year 2020 with righteous indignation. He shouted, F*** COVID, F*** cancer, F*** Amazon scammers, F*** bushfires and monoliths, TikTok trends, all of them. F*** racists and fascists and helicopter crashes. F*** Jake Paul and hornets that murder. To we and all the Kielbergers. Quarantines and lockdowns. And of course, face masking. And last but not least, Carol Baskin. Let's leave 2020 behind. Dead in this ditch. Ride on to next year and make it your bitch. Though the last 12 months were not in vain. For you can't enjoy the sun without a little rain. As quick as he came, he was gone in a burst. As my calendar slowly flipped to January 1st. I couldn't see him, but I heard 2021 far in the night. Happy New Year to all! Keep up the good fight! Yeah, it's Taz and Jim, and we're talking about some of our favorite Christmas carols. Now, Jim, I know you love this one. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Grandma got run over. Sounds like it would make a great Dateline NBC episode, huh? Did she really get run over by a reindeer? Keith Morrison reports. (laughs) (laughs) Grandpa claimed (laughs) that she left her medication at home. But they found two full pill bottles. (laughs) He claimed he was inside watching football that night, but his cell phone pinged off a tower four (laughs) kilometers away. Yeah, something just does not add up with that mm-hmm. story. Yeah, it's sketchy. And you gotta look at the husband first. <laughs> Grandpa. Hmm. Is he who he says he is? <laughs> the man, the great neighbor next door. <sighs> Talking about our, our favorite Christmas carols. I just love listening to Jet's backdoor Santa around the holidays.
Interesting fact about that song. Now, uh, first time you listen to it, you may assume the song is about Santa Claus. Instead of chimneys, he likes to go in the back door of the houses to deliver the presents. That's what I assumed, yeah. But if you listen carefully to the lyrics, you may realize that the song is actually about a promiscuous man who's into butt stuff. I don't get the connection. Yeah, you got to listen to it a couple times <laughs> before that comes to life. Hmm. But, you know, four or five uh, times in a row, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I, I see what Taz was talking about there. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm going to have to listen to it a few more times, I think, uh-huh. before I totally grasp it. Yeah. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.